stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hi, and welcome back to Raising Joy. Hello. I'm I'm Winnie King. And I'm Kristen Perch. Yeah. And we're back at it. We are. And Winnie, I heard that you had a really amazing trip pretty recently. Well, you know, I went on a cruise with a friend of mine. Okay, so my friend loves (laughs) cruising. (laughs) I like it, but she loves it. So this was a cruise. And honestly, it was a good reason for the cruise because she has had a breast cancer, you know, journey and at the end of this journey, you know, she's done with all the chemo, the construction, the reconstruction. That's awesome. She's done. And so that was kind of a, hey, let's, you know, yes. kick up our heels and celebrate this. And not only that, but we actually sat down and did the math and we figured out we've been friends for 40 years. Holy cow. I'm like, you are the longest relationship <laughs> ever aside from my own family. And I'm like, man, that's that was weird. But anyway, um, we went to the Caribbean. Nothing, you know, if you've cruised the Caribbean, and I have, like, I don't know, six or seven times, it's kind of <laughs> like, I don't need to get off the ship. You don't? You know, you're like, I've no? seen the T-shirts. I know little <laughs> straw markets. I've been there. I've done it. And we've done the excursions under sea and, you know, on the beach. And it's it's very relaxing. Yes. It's very relaxing. It is. And 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 the other thing that I can tell you that I have done too much of, and that is spend money. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I kind of have this thing and I like to buy jewelry when I yeah. go, when I go on vacation. Yes. And and of course now you've overpaid because you're standing on the you're on the ship and yes. you, know, you have nothing but, you know. Oh, it's $100,000? Ah, oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't do anything I was about like to say, that, if you, no, like, let's no. see the goods. No, <laughs> no. But, I mean, you know, it is it is a lot of money spent, and you can only go to karaoke so many times, and, you know. What's your karaoke song? I don't, I don't do. I listen. No. I don't do. <laughs> I never do. That makes me sad. Okay. <laughs> no, don't, don't be sad. <laughs> I don't do it. But, you know, but we did have a good time. I saw Mama Mia. They had this big production. And they had this big ocean, you know, people diving all over the place. And it's this big auditorium. It was really nice. It was, it was a nice ship. 6,000 people on the ship. That's a lot. With 2,000 staff. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And, you know, by the time we got through with dinner, I needed to go back to the cabin and close the door. Yes. Because <laughs> I needed, I just need that downtime. Yeah. It's also... <laughs> Like the the rooms are small quarters. Yeah, like even they if are. you're by yourself, they like are. It's, it, it's it, it was tight. pretty tight. We were we were we were laughing because they separated our beds and because we they weren't separated, so we had them separate our beds and there was no room. <laughs> we were in line in bed and we could have held hands. I mean, <laughs> we were so you can't close. even like turn around. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, they they even give you advice on like don't pack 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't take a big suitcase because mm-hmm. there's nowhere there's to put nowhere it. There's nowhere to put everything. You know, yeah. it's it's not. But we got, you know, got the room with the veranda, the cabin with the veranda. So you get to sit out and you listen yes. to the ocean and it's beautiful. And the water is gorgeous. And it was fun. It was fine. It was really fine. So. And you got to hang out with your best. Yeah, I'm my she's your bestie. She's yeah, your bestie. Baby, she's okay. my bestie. And, you know, 40 years. I mean, doggone. That's awesome. We've seen a lot. Yes. From well, each other, with each other. So yeah. we've seen ups and downs. And so it was good. It was yes. really good. But, well, yeah. And good for her because this is Breast Cancer yes. Awareness Month. Yes. So and she, she is all about it. And and what was also very, um, you know, f- encouraging is she was sporting ball head. I love it. The whole time. And it was just amazing how people reacted, you know, to her and how she was dressing and People were like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. I love that. You know, because she is, you know, when you're rocking a bald head, you got to do the makeup and you got to do big earrings. And, you know, and she was being she was being very fabulous. I love it. People were just like, oh, my God. I love it. So it was cute. It was really good. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, we did. We did. It was it was very relaxing. So. But as we get into this, you know, normally we would normally have a guest, wouldn't we? We would have someone (laughs) here sitting between us or on the other side of us. But today we're going to do something just a little different. We don't have a guest. But what we do have is an expert. (laughs) We're going to talk about communication and Winnie. Winnie. (laughs) You know, we have Dr. Kristen Perch. I mean, my gosh. So why not have a show where we just talk to you about what you see as a psychiatrist? Yeah. That, to me, is fascinating. At Cook Children's, there's a lot that, you know, know, you're in the thick of it every day, and you get to witness it and— and I honestly don't know how you are not an alcoholic. Maybe I am. <laughs> I, 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 no, not, and I not wouldn't actually. No, but I mean, it. You know, the things that you do have to see, particularly mm-hmm. with children, mm-hmm. it's you, it. It has to be a special kind of constitution you have to have in order to do that. So let's let me ask you that. Okay, go ahead. How do you how do, how do you navigate? mental health counseling with children and their entourage. Yes. And you don't take that home. You do. Okay. And it, and it's even worse when you're a mom. Okay. Like, is it whenever they're, because you're, um, I feel like, like when you become a mom, now you're, in, like before, I would empathize with the kid, I would understand, but then like whenever you're a mom, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I my can only God. imagine yeah. what it's like to have a kid struggling in this way, like, what do you do? Um, and so, no, it, it, it is really hard. And, you know, part of um, being a psychiatrist is connecting with the kids, right? So you, like, you connect, you care, like, you have to open up, you have to be honest, you have to, like, listen. And, and, and so it's really, and you're asking them really hard questions. It's like, hi, nice to meet you. And then, like, within 30 minutes, we're what it's, happened to you? What are you right. doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and really hard questions. And so, and to hear that from five-year-old, eight-year-old, um, it's really hard. Um, and and so I do have a counselor, like, that I talk to. I have a therapist that I talk to. Okay. Because you have to. Because, I, you, you I mean, you're absorbing. You are sponging mm-hmm. everything that that kid and, you know, 10 others you mm-hmm. probably talk to mm-hmm. within the week or probably the day. Yeah. How many do you see a day? Uh, probably somewhere between like 10, 15, maybe, but not everybody's struggling. Like sometimes people are doing okay. 
Okay. Yeah, like maybe like like some I I treat a number of things. I treat like anxiety, depression, ADHD, mm-hmm. um, PTSD, like those sorts of things. So like not everybody's like sometimes people are doing okay. Okay. Like, like so it's not all doom abuse. and gloom all the time. Okay. Yeah. But there's like a lot. That. There's a, there is a lot of abuse. Oh, God. Like on the on the inpatient unit where Dr. Carter works, um, they did a survey um, and they keep track of it and like I think it was ninety percent of the kids that had been admitted had had at least one significant like ACE or like one significant trauma and if not more. So it's like there's a lot of trauma there. Right. And so, and I don't know, so I don't know how she does her job because it's, there's even more than what I see. More than what you see. Mm -hmm. But you, you have to like, I guess what kind of keeps me going is connecting with the kids, right? Cause you care about them and you want Mm -hmm. them to get better. Mm -hmm. And so, but you still, yeah, no, it's, like when you care about someone and they're having a hard time, it makes it, it tough. Oh my gosh! I, I so are things getting better or yes. are they getting worse? It I, and I'll say it's a little. It's kind of uh, it's hard for me to get a pulse sometimes mm-hmm. on like how the community's doing mm-hmm. because like psychiatry services are always hard to find. There's always a wait list, so my schedule is always the same. Yeah, right? yeah, it's <laughs> full. <laughs> yeah, the schedule is it's, full, and it's <laughs> been like that since I, I got here in 2015. So it's been full since like 2016. Yeah. Wow. So that's always been the case, but um, I would so 2021 was really bad, like particularly bad in terms mm. of like the number of kids who were coming to the emergency room, the number of teenagers who had attempted suicide. Um, and it's been going down since. I think we're about pre-pandemic levels. Okay. But we weren't great before the pandemic. I was going to say it wasn't all that great. Yeah. So it's, it is, um, it is. I, I'm seeing like as a, I, I think a lot of kids are behind academically. I think mm. the academic and educational sure. impact sure. of COVID, sure. like we're still seeing, like kids are still behind, still struggling in school. Yeah. I heard, um, I saw, I think I saw a report about SAT scores were down like, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years. <laughs> it, I believe it's it. It's never been this bad. It's I never t- been this totally bad. I totally believe it. Yeah. I think also <laughs> kids kind of, you know, like we were, okay, you have to do your homework, you have to turn it in, you have to get these grades. It was like the order of things was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID came and like messed all that up. Mm-hmm. And so kids were like, wait, I don't actually have to do my homework. And then maybe I still will pass and go on to the next grade. And so I feel like we have a lot let a lot a lot more kids who are like mm, I, I don't want to do it i just don't want to do it i don't want to do it yeah so i yeah. see yeah i do see some of that still golly yeah that's, that's a lot um so you're seeing lots of stuff in your office yeah. it's a variety yeah adhd yes you're prescribing some things yes help me understand though too about parents okay and how they react when you say, little Johnny needs some help here. Let me prescribe something. And then you've got parents who are like, no, I don't think so. Right. So, and that's that's pretty common. And I get it as a parent, right? We yeah, don't I, want little Johnny to have to be prepared, you know. To, right. To be dependent on something to get him through. But baby, we need to get him through. I Come know. Come on now. <laughs> and I think, I think my experience with like making recommendation for like treating ADHD or treating anxiety is a little different mm-hmm. than like a pediatrician. Mm. Because if if someone has made it to uh, an appointment in my office, they've filled out the paperwork. We've told them, hey, like you're coming. This isn't counseling. This is like, do you want to talk about medicines or not? This is treatment. And so they <laughs> they did, they jumped through a lot of hoops to get there. Uh-huh, so by the uh-huh. time they get to my office, they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. We've been waiting for like four months. Okay. Like my kids been having a hard time. So Got I it. think those, I think by the time they get to my office, 
parents are ready. They're ready. But but I, I know pediatricians or our docs that cover in the hospital, right? So that their their kid may be there because they've all this. Else. Yeah. Mm. They've either attempted suicide and the parents had no idea they were depressed or and so I think that they have a lot more resistance and pediatricians have a lot more resistance to parents. Right. Which I understand. Because they're the front line. The the pediatricians mm-hmm. are the front line. They're the first people to say, mm-hmm. Hey, I see this in your mm-hmm. kid. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and I I get it. Yeah. Like I totally get it. And I always tell parents because maybe I've seen their kid for five, six years for ADHD, mm. but now we're a teenager and um, like we're not really wanting to get out of bed mm. and we're yelling at everybody all the time and we don't really enjoy things. And you could just like see that mood. And so I start like, hey, do you think he may be depressed? Mm-hmm. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? And mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times it takes more than one conversation, you know, yeah. I'm like, hey, I really am concerned about it. Why don't, why don't you try counseling? Yeah. You know, and so like when parents are resistant, Always go with counseling. But it should, it takes a long time to get in. Well, yeah. how do you tell the difference between a bad mood in a mm-hmm. teenager yeah. and depression? Because it all yeah. looks like it is. the same plate of food to me. I know. I know. <laughs> it. I think it especially gets complicated in kiddos with ADHD because they... <laughs> One summer, they're, like, literally climbing the banister okay. and, like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. bouncing off the walls. Yeah. And then, like, the next summer, they've gone through puberty. Uh. And, like, that's really calmed down. And my the parents are like, oh, my God, what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. He, like, just scrolls on his phone on the couch. I was like, it's mm-hmm. teenager. It's okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's the, the things you look for for us is, like, functioning. So are are you a student? You know, were you an AB student and now you're failing? Mm. Did you used to have a decent amount of friends that you enjoyed spending and now you're just hanging out in your room? Are you like talking about not wanting to be alive anymore? Are you, you know, because like like you said, like not being incredibly motivated, being grumpy. Sleeping a lot. That's part of being. That's that's what they do. Teenager. Yeah. Yeah, Because that's what they do. Right. And so, um, so all that is normal, but it's whenever it, it keeps them from doing what they need to do. And what makes them happy, that's whenever we get really worried. Mm-hmm. What do you wish more people were aware of when it's now time for you to be about this? About this working with these kids on a psychiatric level or whatever you have to do. What do you wish people knew more of? Yeah, I think I'd say a couple things. One, it's not your fault. Oh, guilt. Yes. Oh, let's talk. Oh, my gosh. I Parents are, and I get it right like if your kid if your kid is having a hard time you know like parents are like bawling their eyes out and and just so you know on the other side of the table what i see is like this parent loves and will do anything for their child like that's all i see yeah but parents just internalize it and if their kid's not doing well Mm. it's their fault and it's like that's not it what did i I do i screwed him up and i don't (laughs) and it's not helpful yeah right like having that like like, no, like you show up, you do the best that you can, mm-hmm. but, but things happen. Like you can't control that yeah. your kid's getting bullied at school. Yeah. Like you can't control like that they were abused whenever they went to summer camp. Like, so it's like, there are lots of things that happen outside of your control. So I, the one thing I would say is parents, please give yourself a break. Mm. You know? Give yourself some grace. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, And then I would, I think that there are a whole lot of myths that kind of go around about like psychiatric treatment Mm. or like what happens with medicines. I hear pretty commonly 
um, you know, oh, I'm afraid to, you know, I don't really want to start a medicine because I don't want my kid to be a zombie. And it's like, I don't either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> help me. glad we agree on yeah, that because, yeah, 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 you know, like yeah. if, if, to be honest with you, like if, say, like there are different kinds of medicines, like the medicines for anxiety and depression are different than the medicines for ADHD. Right. And so, you know, if, if it changes your kid's personality in a significant way and it, not it's not it right. for the better, yeah. then that's not the right medicine for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I think kind of um, just realizing that honestly, like people go into the field because they care, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's key. Um, and then also, like if you're nervous about medicine, go with counseling mm-hmm. for like for anxiety and depression. Um, counseling and medicines are equally they work equally well. Oh yes, and but the combination of both gets kids better faster. Faster. So, but if you're if you're just noticing signs, like if you're like. Getting a little concerned, like get, just start counseling. Yeah, yeah. Now, once you start a child on medication, mm-hmm. is there a thought we're gonna do this for this amount yes. of time, and yes. then we're gonna yes. we're gonna take them off? Yep, that is another myth too. They're like, I don't want to start medicine because they'll be on it for the rest of their life. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I. That's not no. how it goes. Okay. So, and I, and I always tell that to parents from the jump. I'm like, so what we do is for especially for medicines for anxiety and depression, um, you know, we say okay. Whenever kiddos are doing well for six months to a year, mm-hmm. then that's when we start talking about, okay, can we go down on this medicine? Mm. And I and kind of trail off. Mm-hmm. And I, I start having that conversation pretty fairly early. I'm like, okay, look, you've been doing well for a while. Like next appointment, just think about it if mm-hmm. you want to. There's not risk to continuing it, but I don't want kids to take medicine they don't need. And right. so it's just a conversation we have. Like, is this is this a good time for you to try to come off medicine or are you like, I don't really want to feel that way again, so I'll just stay on it, you know? And so we just have that conversation and right. make it together. Okay. Because coming off of a medication that has helped you balance mm-hmm. means now I've got to figure out how mm-hmm. to balance myself. Yes. Right? Yes. It, But it also might, the medicine might have kind of gotten them over that hump. Gotcha. Of depression or maybe, so sometimes what happens is kids will have been in counseling for like six months mm-hmm. and it's like the anxiety is still terrible. Yeah. So it's like our counselor was like, hey, maybe you should think about a medicine for anxiety. And so sometimes like starting the medicine can help make the therapy more effective because it's like it makes the anxiety manageable mm-hmm. so that they can actually use the skills because mm-hmm. kids are like, I don't even think about all of those skills that right, the counselor right, says because my right. anxiety's at a ten. At a ten. Yeah. So it's so maybe maybe the medicine kind of got them off the hump. Over the hump, they could use those skills from counseling, and then mm-hmm, they come off. Mm-hmm. All this is in an ideal world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, Ideally, if you wore the crown and you were queen, this is how it would work. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the we kids wouldn't even need it all together. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I, and I think, I think that they, kids have, like, it's tough. Okay. Like, it's a different, it like, my kids have a different childhood than I and did. It, mm. It's really different. It is different. It mm-hmm. is different. We frolicked in right? my childhood. <laughs> I spent we frolicked. Every day outside. <laughs> yeah. Like, riding my bike. bike. Yeah. Until it was, until With I my couldn't. friends. Yeah. 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 It, I, it's different. Yeah. I, I think, um, my teacher friends, you know, they're like, kids don't know how to, like, resolve conflict. They don't know how to, like, interact with each other. That's scary. Be- it is. sad. Yeah. Because 
they don't grow get a, up they, and they don't do well as adults when they don't know how to right. do that kind of stuff. And so they don't know they don't have they didn't get all those reps and like yeah. resolving conflict with your neighbors. Yeah. Like we did growing up. And yeah. So that's crazy. It's tough. When you're talking anxiety, how does anxiety show up? For a kid? Uh-huh. Um, so I think um a lot of times for like for a younger kid, I'm thinking like seven, eight, nine. Okay. What you may see is um, like lots of anticipatory anxiety is what we say. So, um, okay, where are we going to go? How long are we going to be there? Who's going to be there? When are we leaving? What? (laughs) (laughs) They have all the questions. They want to know, mom, did you remember to do this? Okay. Did you think about that? Uh Is that person locked up? Yeah. Like all all of those kind of questions. And I think what's hard is that anxiety runs in families. Oh. So... (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. So you've got an anxiety-written uh-huh. child, yeah. but mom or dad, uh-huh. mom and dad. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so that's, like, so for the parent, right? Like, that's, they're also anxious. And so they they don't, they may not know, right, that, that their kid's anxious or that it's, it could be Is it learned? Detrimental. Is it learned uh, or it's, it's just? A little bit of both, actually. So, I mean, there is genetic, oh, like, you're. God. Yeah, like you're more likely to have an anxiety disorder if like one of your parents does. Um, but but then also, I mean, I I think I've joked about like us giving our kids an anxiety disorder, yeah. right? Because my yeah. husband's a physical therapist, so he's like always nervous about all of the freak accidents. He's of like, course. you can't do this, you can't do this <laughs> yeah, without then, a helmet and pads and oh, all kind yeah, of things. No, we, yeah, no, we don't yeah. even we don't even roller skate in our house. <laughs> without, <laughs> Everybody's scared of everything. I know. Our pediatrician's going to be like, y'all need to chill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but do you treat, how do you treat that? I mean, you've got the kid there. Yeah. And if you don't say something or be with mom and dad and say, yeah. come on, y'all need to calm down some. Yeah. It's not going to be really effective. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You, well, and that, and that is, so a lot of people don't want to go into child psychiatry because they're like, I don't want to work with the parents. And, um... But I, I like working with the parents because a kid won't get better, better unless you do, and you have that support, right? right. Like, right. like they're gonna, like someone's gonna make sure that they take their medicines consistently, and and they're looking out for their best interests. So everybody nobody, take your meds. Everybody <laughs> take your meds. Jeez. Yeah, and in that it, going back to like what you wish people knew, I would say for parents, just be aware that you taking care of your own mental health is one of the best things that you could do for your kid. Okay. Because a lot of parents are like, the kids, they'll do anything for their kids. Right, sure. Like, anything for their kids. Right. Um, But it's like finding time for yourself. I think that's really hard yeah. or prioritizing that. Yeah. Um, But if you are like myself and like, you know, stressed, anxious. All you know, the time. It, it, it's it, something. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah. it impacts the way you interact with your kids. It does. And so... You know, so just just think about that. Right. Just right. just take a hot bath. Yes. Just get in the bath and have a glass of wine. Calm yes. down. Yes. Just yes. calm down. Take and care it's, of yourself. It's really great. So that's what yeah. I, like just know, parents, that parents. like take care of yourself. Like it's a, it's so important. Right, right. Yep. Okay. So, that so would important. help. That would help. What keeps you up at night? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things. We yeah. both have trouble sleeping. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would say um, recently the thing that has really made me nervous is that um, with COVID and the public health emergency, they expanded Medicaid. 
So more kids qualified for that mm-hmm. so that if a parent lost a job, that they could still get their asthma, diabetes cared for, right? Right, right. Well, um, since the public health emergency has ended, that Medicaid expansion has decreased. Yeah. So there's a lot of kids who they, don't have insurance right now. And mm-hmm. so we have had we've had kids that have gotten better with treatment and we're already starting to see it in the emergency room. Well, this kiddo, you know, they had an outburst at school. They threatened this and that and they were trying to hit their teacher mm. and they were seeing a psychiatrist up until a month ago and then they lost yeah. their insurance mm-hmm. and they can't afford the medicines. And so I, I heard whenever I was on call this week, that was one kiddo's story. And so I... I anticipate that we'll see more. And I really, like, that makes me nervous. Because I'm, you know. Because you're going to see more and more. What's going to happen to these kids? I don't know. You know? We were helping them, and then we just pulled the rug. Exactly. From right under them. And, you know, and now I'm so concerned about poor people in the, the poor people, the people in the ER, man, who have to deal. I know. With that firsthand. I mean, and it's coming in hot. All the time. All the time. <laughs> when do you want to change? No, but, I'm but, not sleeping. You're like, no. <laughs> oh my god. But but you know, I just I it's hard to see kids suffer. Like yeah. especially if they were doing pretty well. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like we just kids are not as resilient as we used to be. Right. I agree. And they, they have more challenges. Yeah. I and, think. But society is different and things are and the challenges. Okay, let you know, I don't even want to get into the whole of it, but just look at what's happening in the world. I know. In I know. The world. I know. And I mean, I'm I'm not gonna go there, but I'm anxious. Right. I'm anxious. Yes. Cause um and and it used to be that I was a news junkie. I started kind of like I'm pulling I'm pulling back. I I can't. I I just can't. I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. Because I'm afraid of World War, whatever, sure. which one, three, four, and five right. coming up in my right. lifetime. Right. And so I can't imagine if children are like, man, what in the world? They may not even understand why this is happening, but they see the aftermath and what. Yes. That's and, and it's all on, I mean, PSA Social. for parents. <laughs> Social. <laughs> Monitor your kids. Social. YouTube, Social. Please. Because you can see all this mm-hmm. stuff and it's and not. Live and, and, and in real time. It's not healthy. It's not. And, and I think it's important for kids to know in an age-appropriate way what's going on, but just seeing the live feed of all this is not, because they can't do anything about it. Like, yeah, don't don't yeah. give your kids more information than they can, like, reasonably process or do something with Right, it. right. Or me. I can't process Right? It. And and you're wise to be like, I can't. I need I to can't. take a break. I can't. I walk away and, yeah. you know, go sit in the patio and watch the crows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and just say, gosh, I, there's nothing I can do about this. This is, this is really, this is, this is tough. But anyway, that was... Very informative. <laughs> <laughs> when, okay, so this, I will say this for parents. Um, when, so a lot of times people hear, um, okay, my kid has ADHD or my kid has anxiety and they um, kind of panic and they're like, oh my, you know, like all that kind of stuff. In some ways, those two in particular can be superpower, superpowers. Oh. Well, because, and so I tell this to kids. Because I think a lot of times the label can, like, lower their Mm self-esteem and, like, Mm -hmm. how they Mm -hmm. think about themselves in school and things like that. And it's like, no, look. So kids with ADHD think outside the box. They're not. They're not linear thinkers. They're not. And so they're great on a team. Mm -hmm. They are 
because they're creative. They are extremely creative. They think out of the box. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to find solutions that the rest of us are going to miss. Yeah. So it's, I, I explained to kids, I was like, this is actually your superpower. I was like, but we just got to get you through school. Yeah. So this, I know. So this medicine that you're going to hate taking yeah, is just a tool. Yeah. And then whenever you're ready to come off of it, come off of it. Yeah. You know, so, and then the anxious kids. So they tend to be very successful because. <laughs> they anticipate everything. Uh-huh. They're anticipating. Yeah. So they're, they're like 10 steps ahead of like all of their friends. Their college apps are submitted. They're yeah. good yeah. to go. As, as long as like it. Like, I guess it's well, not crippling. Well managed anxiety can yeah. be your superhero as it's well. It's not, it's not crippling. Yep. My son had ADHD and he, he is probably one of the most creative people I know. I mean, and, yep. you know, and the stories he used to tell when he was really small um, about going to the moon on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. I, I was, I love. Treating kids with I'm like, just tell me all your stories. Let's yeah. all just I'm you have a captive audience. Yeah, he just he he had a lot of creativity and and he was really just happy a lot. Um, but we had to manage it a little bit because right. he does kind of but he could focus in too. Yes. Yeah. He could focus <laughs> in on certain yep. things and and literally if he was watching TV and I would be calling yep. him. Mm-mm. Not gonna hear it. He doesn't hear. That's I would have parents like my kid doesn't have ADHD because they can read for like four hours. I was like, if you called their name, they don't hear you. Yeah, I had an attending say it should be like differential attention. Uh-huh, like it's like uh-huh. you can either it's like super focused or not. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot in between. Yeah, that that was him. He he he's very focused and and you know of course eventually he got off of it, but yeah, <laughs> to, and of course he's in his thirties now, but. But, you know, it was kind of different. He he always was creative. And that's something we all had in common. I secretly believe I had it and no one diagnosed That it. would be very common, especially girls who are people pleasers and mm-hmm. smart mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. The inattentive, yep. like, I just can't focus is not going to get. Yep, yep. It just didn't work. But I I, I secretly believe I had it and, and no one knew about it. And it was really difficult. But, but you know, you got through it. But anyhow. Yes. Okay. Do you have like 15 coping strategies? You're like, you have to write everything down. You have mm-hmm. to have a list. Mm-hmm. I do have to have a list and I need to see strike throughs. Yep. You know, to kind of to kind of make sure that I'm being productive mm-hmm. and I must be productive. I have to have results <laughs> and I need deadlines and I adhere <gasps> oh. to deadlines and it's it drives people crazy. No, nope, that's why we're friends. I'm the same <laughs> way. <laughs> when you're talking about the strike, I'm like, yes. I have that's to that's like it. that little dopamine mm-hmm. surge. Yep. Like, there yes. it is. That's it. I gotta have that. And I do. And I am so driven. And and part of it was the way I grew up and you know my career was that I was in broadcast media for 15 years and there was always a deadline. Yes. So you couldn't go back to the station and say, I didn't get that story. They wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> no, that, you know, no, we got to have it for six and for 10. And then, you you know, and then I did radio and sometimes I was doing it at the same time. So it was, it was my superpower. Yeah. But it, 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 it like was. you could change phases and mm-hmm. be creative mm-hmm. and, and that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Parents are like, does that mean they have to take it for medicine forever? And I'm like, well, no, because I was like, they, people just find careers that they, match what what they are and that for me matched all of it i could write i could you know meet the deadline i got everything all the boxes were checked and everything was done so i was good anyway oh it's all about me no it's i but i think it's it's helpful it is helpful to understand yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely
Okay, well, we got through that. I know. That was good. I was nervous. I was like, when he's going to grill me. Like, nah. I was like waiting for like the light to come down. And I'm like, <laughs> spotlight, hot light. No, it's not that. So, what are we grateful for today? Oh, that's tough. I um, know. I know. I, I oh, let's see. I, like, the thing that comes to mind right now is beautiful weather. Yes. Fresh air. Yes. Um, and like just that, um, yeah, just like beautiful fall. I love it. It is at top down on the car. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Um, but I'm, I am, you know, I'm grateful for vacation too because yes, I wasn't that gun ho about going on this cruise. In fact, I kind of, uh, I don't think I really want to <laughs> go. Well, I've already been. I went to London and Paris, yes. and that was fun. But I'm grateful for the time away and and. The disconnecting and and I need, I didn't want it, but I needed it. Yes, I didn't want it, but I absolutely needed that. I'm getting nervous because it was there was a lot of stuff going on right yep. before I left, and I needed that. Ooh, whatever it is, that I one. needed, yeah. I needed, I needed the downtime. So I'm grateful for downtime and and disconnection, and you know, it it helps. It really does help, and the drinking and. <laughs> And, cut, and cutting up with your friends. Oh my gosh, we we. I just, know y'all did. We I know had, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness, we had we had a blast. A blast. It was. It really was fun. So it was. I'm glad we went. I'm glad we went. So that's I'm awesome. Glad. I am just grateful for time away. Yeah, amazing. And thank you all for listening to all that jibber jabber that and we just did. Put, putting up with our antics. Yeah, I love. Thank you guys for that. Thank you for this. You know, listening to this episode of Raising Joy. Until next time, just breathe. <laughs> Open up. You matter. You matter.